Moving on to example three. Find the area of the region bounded by y equals x cubed, y equals 4x, and y equals x. Now, let's just start by drawing the graphs as accurately as possible. I'll start with y equals x cubed, and I'm going to try to stretch it out a little bit, because if I think about y equals x cubed, and y equals 4x, and y equals x, x cubed gets steep pretty fast. So I want to, you know, try to mess with my scale a little bit so that I have as big a region as possible to look at. Now, if you don't like your first drawing, you can always start over, right? I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible today. So we have y equals x cubed here. And then we have y equals 4x. Now, in order to draw it, you could just take a guess. Or you could, since they don't give us any x values to integrate over, we're going to need to know the x values. So we're going to need to know the points of intersection. So maybe we might as well find them now. Let's start first with y equals x cubed and y equals 4x. I'm going to set x cubed equal to 4x because that's the two y values being set equal to each other. And that's what happens at a point of intersection. The two y values are equal. So I'm going to subtract 4x from both sides and factor out an x. And I have x minus 2 times x plus 2. And again, kind of a contrived problem. I made sure that it wasn't too crazy number-wise. So x is 0 x is 2 or x is negative 2. Those are my three points of intersection between x cubed and 4x. Um, let's, before we draw that in, let's see how y equals x fits in, although that's not too bad, right? x cubed equals x. A common mistake, actually, would be to divide both sides by x and then say that x squared equals 1. You would get two solutions, x equals positive 1 or negative 1, but you'd be missing a third solution, which is found by setting x cubed minus x equal to 0 and factoring out that x. Now you can see you also have the solution x equals 0, x equals 1, or x equals negative 1. So we have three points of intersection here as well. One of them, again, includes the origin. So now I know my largest x value is 2, and my smallest x value is negative 2. And then my other points of intersection are, aside from 0, are 1 and negative 1. So I'm going to fit that into my graph as easily as possible to take up as much space as possible. So I'm going to go over here to my graph, and I'm going to say x equals 2. I'm going to put that here. And x equals 0, and x equals negative 2. So that's, these three points are the points of intersection between x cubed, y equals x cubed, and y equals 4x. So I'm going to draw 4x in between the three points. This is y equals 4x. But I also have to put in y equals x. y equals x has a point of intersection with x cubed at 1, 0 again and negative 1. And it's also a line, right? So if I just go up to here, it intersects y equals x cubed. So I know the y value here is 
is one. It's one, right? Because one equals one and one cubed equals one. This point of intersection, we don't really, I don't think we're really going to need it because we're going to integrate this one over x. But technically, it's two cubed or eight, right? And also, two times four is eight. So you can see it's definitely the point of intersection of four x and x cubed. Just like this is the point of intersection between x cubed and x. So this is y equals x here and here. Okay. Now at this point, it's a little ambiguous what the region bounded by the three graphs is. Now there's a similar example in the book, and they um, actually shade the region for you. Um, someone might say, well, isn't just this entire region the part that's bounded by the graphs? Because, you know, you also have this little part here and this little part here. So um, maybe I should have also said, given the indicated region. But I wanted you to have some, some experience with making the graph yourself. So um, if we're looking at this part, bounded by three graphs this way, not including this little part right here and right here. Now you have a couple of choices. Because of the origin symmetry, you could actually go from 0 to 2, this whole thing between x cubed and 4x, and then subtract the little part between x cubed and x. That would that should work, right? And then you would double it to get the other side. Uh, even though my picture isn't quite symmetrical, we know that all three of these functions are odd, and they all have origin symmetry. So I should I would be able to do that if I wanted. But I'm going to do this one directly because not all regions are exactly symmetrical, and not not all of them are set up just right. Now that I've found the points of intersection, I'm going to erase this and. I'm going to think about what's the top function and what's the bottom function so that I can set up my integral. So I look at my region and I say, okay, let's start, let's use the origin symmetry at least. We're not going to go from negative 2 all the way to 2. Let's go from 0 to 2. What's the top function here? Looks like the top function all the way from 0 to 2 is always going to be the line y equals 4x. What's the bottom function? On the first part, the bottom function is y equals x. Is it always the case, though? You really want to be careful that you don't just automatically say, look over here, here's my top function, here's my bottom function, and I'm finished. If you keep going until you get to x equals 1, you'll notice that after x equals 1, the bottom function changes. Now the bottom function is a parabola. I'm sorry, it's not a parabola, it's a cubic function. In the book, it's a parabola. So we have a cubic function as our bottom function now. So we have two separate integrals that we're going to have to do because we can't use 4x minus x to be the representative height from all the way from 0 to 2. So we actually have to split into two integrals. So the area that we're looking for is going to be actually 2 times 
the total integral, I need brackets. You'll see why in a minute. Two times the total integral, I'm going to start at 0. And my first integral ends when x equals 1. So I go from 0 to 1. My top function is actually always the function y equals 4x. But my bottom function for this integral is y equals x. Then I have plus a second integral from 1 to 2. My apologies for the boring x values, but you'll thank me later. If you have non, or if you have interesting x values, it's a little more work to deal with. So 1 to 2, and I'm going to take my top function again is 4x minus, this time the bottom function is the cubic function, x cubed. This is all being doubled because I'm just going overall from 0 to 2. And there's another region on the negative side from negative 2 to 0. So that's my integral that I need. And now I just have to evaluate it. I could combine the 4x minus x into 3x, couldn't I? So I'm going to go ahead and do that. But I'm going to go ahead and integrate now as well. So 3x integrated is 3x squared over 2. That's going to be from 0 to 1. Then I have plus. This one I cannot combine. These are not like terms. So I have 4x squared over 2 for the first term minus x to the fourth over 4 evaluated from 1 to 2. All of that is being multiplied by 2. And now it's a matter of plugging in and simplifying. So I have 2 bracket. 1 squared is just 1, so I have 3 over 2 minus 0 plus 4 over 2 is just 2. Then I have x squared, so I have 2 squared minus 2 to the 4th over 4 minus, this time it doesn't go away. you got to be careful about this one. The lower limit is 1, so I have to say minus parentheses 4 to the 1 over 2, 4 times, sorry. 4 times 1 squared over 2 minus 1 to the 4th over 2, 4. Close the parentheses, close the brackets. I think I've done this part correctly. 1 squared times 4 is 4 over 2 minus 1 over 4. Um, And that's good for now. So now when I simplify, fortunately I have 2 times 3 halves, so that's 3. I'm doing the distribution because I want to get rid of that fraction right away. So I'm going to have 2 times 3 halves minus 2 squared times 2 is 8. Oh, times 2 is 16, as I distribute here as well. So I have 4 times 4, or 16. When I distribute this one in, it was minus 16 over 4, which is minus 4, but times 2 is minus 8. And then distributing one more time, actually twice more, I'm going to have minus 2 times 2 is 4. Then I have minus a plus, so plus 1 fourth, but it's times 2, so now it's a half. So I distribute all those times. I distribute the 2 in just to help me get rid of some fractions. Now when I simplify, I've got 1, 2, 3 negative things. I have negative 12 plus negative 16 is negative 28. And then I have 3 plus a half. So my area is negative 25 plus a half, which is negative 24 and a half. 
or if you want to write it as an improper fraction, which we normally do in this class, negative 48 plus 1, negative 49 over 2. So either negative 24 and a half or negative 49 over 2. And um, that's what I get for the area of the region bounded by the three curves. Y equals 4X, Y equals X cubed, and Y equals X also is indicated by my shading so that there's no confusion. I've shaded only the part that is between 4X and X and then between 4X and X cubed. So that region there, we had to break it up into two integrals because our the bottom function changed in between 0 and 1 and between 1 and 2. So I hope that was clear. We had some fractions to deal with, but it wasn't too difficult. And um, that's that for this one.